We're in point 11 tonight, uh, Perseverance of the Saints. Last week we talked about what point? Sanctification. Sanctification is... Is what? To be made to be made holy, right? To be made whole, to be made holy. Um, to be more like Christ is the order of sanctification. What are the two what are the two forms of sanctification? Y'all remember that? They both start with a P. There's what and what. You remember those two? This particular point talks about what'd you say? Progressive. There you go. That, that's one of them. That's the second one. That's the, this particular point talked about. What was the first one that precedes? Um, positional. I just said it. Positional. It's just right there in my mind. Right? Starts at regeneration. Right? Starts at regeneration. Um, there's great point. Good things to, as we as unpack that. Uh, if you missed it, you can go back and listen to it. It's actually up on our website. If you want to go listen to that, we have a website now. So please uh, feel free to, to share that. SovereignGraceStatesboro.org. Um, if you can spell sovereign, you're halfway there. That's my joke. Point 11. Uh, Kenny, since you know this really well, why don't you read this point for us nice and loud? For us, please, brother. Yes. We believe that such only are real believers as endure unto the end, that their persevering attachment to Christ is the grand mark which distinguishes the, distinguishes them from superficial professors, that a special providence watches over their welfare, and they are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. All right. So, out of this point here, what are we talking about when he says, or when it says perseverance? What do we what do we mean by that perseverance? Pushing on. What else? Lasting. The verb form of the word is uh, often used as God's permanence in contrast to our mutability. Okay. Then the noun form would be the idea of uh, energetic resistance. I thought that was a good way of saying it. Uh, steadfastness under pressure. Trials. Okay, steadfastness is good. Very good. Anybody else? What's the? There's a word that's used in that first sentence there. That's enduring. Very good. There's another good enduring to the end, steadfastness, lasting, pushing on, pressing on, right, making it to the uh, to the end of of the race. And so the perseverance of the saints is the doctrine in which we believe that those who are real believers, those who are genuinely converted, are those who will endure to the end. And what do we mean by the end? Okay. Is that the only end in mind? Our lives. Our lives, okay. Certainly in that as well. Very good. So there's, there. This is. I think this is one of the greatest aspects of the Christian life that we we tend to miss is the idea of perseverance. Um, 
and as this is an important point, so uh, it's it's good for us to to unpack um, together. So I think that first line definitely gives us the idea of what we're talking about when we're talking about perseverance of the saints. How has perseverance of the saints? What has it genuinely been defined as? How how have we always heard it defined as? Once saved, always saved. Thank you, Bill. You knew exactly what I was looking for. And so I want, has everybody heard that before, right? In some way, form, or fashion, have we heard that before? Okay, I hear a couple of mm-hmm's coming from the back, but what about, you know, you guys heard it, Richard, you've heard it, okay, y'all heard it, what about, what about Savannah, she's not paying attention? <laughs> have you heard it, have you heard that before? Okay, uh, and that, that's genuinely been a, 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 a traditional sense of of uh of uh of defining that and i want you to hold on to that and somebody remind me at the end when we get to the end of this point and let's reassess that definition okay let's reassess it together and when i say we i mean you all right all right can we do that be discerning here here we go So here's our definition that we get, or at least an idea of what we mean by persevering. Those who are real believers will endure to the end, right? So our first point here is to persevere. Let's look to 1 John. Let's all just turn to 1 John there because that's where we're going to go to in this first point together. 1 John 2, and we'll just walk through 2, 3, and 5. So 1 John... Chapter 2, verses 27, 28. It says, But the anointing that you received from him abides in you. And you have no need that anyone should teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about everything, it is true, and it is no lie, just as it has taught you to abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, so that when he appears, we may have confidence not to shrink back from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. What does this passage have to do with perseverance? Yes. Somebody. Perseverance is of God, not of man. There you go. There you go. There you go. Exactly. Uh, and, and good. Very good. So we, we see here, straight in this, this passage, that the Lord is the one who accomplishes this perseverance in his, in his children. And we see the fruit of that is, and we're going to see this in a couple different passages, the fruit of that work of the Spirit of God in a believer's life is what? What does it say? It uses one word really particular there. It starts with an R, it's really long, and it ends with itches. 
It is what? Come on, I just righteousness. There you go. It's it's righteousness, right? Because everyone who practices righteousness is born of God. And we can be sure of that. We can be sure of that. So we believe that all real believers endure to the end because of their the work of the Lord in their life. Go to verse or chapter three, verse nine. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning. So right there's something. Nobody born of God makes a practice of sinning. What's what's practice mean? Habitual. That's there you go. That's great. Habitual, right? You come to practice, you go swing a bat, and you 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 keep swinging it until you get that swing perfected. And, and of course, this is going in a negative sense, right? That anyone who is a, a, a habitual, practicing sin, that their life is patterned after this, then what does he say? He said, for God, see, no one born of God makes a practice of sinning. No one makes it. So if someone is, if someone is openly given over to sin and unrepentant, what does it say? And probably not born of God. No matter what they say. For God's seed abides in him talking about it right the spirit of god abides in him and he cannot he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of god if anyone is in christ then he is a what a new creation very good Chapter 5, verse, go ahead. This this, this verse again reiterates that that perseverance is of God. Um, It is saying that the one who is is born of God cannot, and that's that's the very word that is uh, used here, uh, cannot keep on sinning. They cannot keep on sinning because they have been born again. Yes. And this, that spirit or the seed, as it says, abides in them. Um, I mean, they don't sin. I mean, they don't sin. But I mean, but the, the, the practice of that's right. The repentance. The yeah, very good. Yeah, the repentance is, is key. That's right. And the, uh, the, the rebellious, intentional uh, rebellion against God and against His. That's right. And, and, and this is where we can we, we need to stop and, and I think just kind of think about uh, church discipline in a sense because that's where then the, the church who who then is maybe confronting a brother on on sin we, we don't just kick them out if they're if they're repentant that's not the way it goes if they're repentant of that sin then praise the Lord they're repentant but if they are unrepentant as first Corinthians chapter 5 says, Put them out from among you. If they're acting as an unbeliever, regardless of their testimony, then the church must discipline. And that's love because the hope and goal is for for restoration. And there's so there's discernment in that. There's love in 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 that. Um, so side 
side note, particularly looking at these verses. Now, First John chapter five, verse eighteen, is I'm almost exactly the same thing we just read in chapter three. We know that everyone who has been born of God and does not keep on sinning. Right? So he restated, almost say exactly what Bill said there, right? But he who was born of God protects him, and the evil one does not touch him. Now what do we what is he add what is that what's being added to this now in perseverance? What is it what's being added here? Preservation. Preservation by who? My God. Amen. That's right. Very good. Very good. All right, so you know you're looking for that first word, but just preserve, persevere. Yeah. Personal experience, and again from this this text that we read, because it it has the the, the opposite as well. It's the one who does not practice righteousness, and it, it it actually says the one who does not love his brother yes. is not born of God. And you see, or at least I have seen the church. Uh, attempting to um, to practice discipline to a repentant church member and those who would not would not receive that brother mm. into the into the fellowship again yeah. even though there was obvious repentance yes and and that's sin on the church or those who would not receive that's right who are de- demonstrably yeah not born that's, yeah unfortunately. And that is definitely a theme in First John, um, and we'll we'll see that actually in a couple of these passages. Um, so there's point one, right, of of the perseverance of the saints, only such real believers as who endure to the end, that they are persevering. Attachment to Christ is the grand mark which distinguishes them from superficial professors superficial professors so their persevering is what what does it say their persevering is what what distinguishes them them. okay which is which is what part what does it say what's the mark what's what is the grand mark Attachment. attachment to christ what do we mean by attachment to christ what's some of the words that maybe we could we can use to define that. What? Do, what? Do, how can we? How can we do that? Attachment to Christ. Devotion. Devotion. Okay. Give me a biblical word. Maybe something out of like I don't know, John fifteen, or even First John two twenty seven through twenty eight. Abide. That's right. Abiding. Right. In fact, I even I even wrote in abiding here. Um, those who are abiding. What does that mean to abide? To abide in? What does it mean to abide in? Be part of. Okay. Be a part of. Abide in. John, you brought John 15. Of course, mm-hmm. it starts off talking about the vine and the branches. Yes. Okay. And how so? Living in. Okay. Or living 
Dependent. Very good. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. Okay. So abiding, abiding to, uh, to Christ. Um, yeah, I, I think there's there's so much to this in the sense that um, that we we dependent our strength is in Christ, our attachment uh, uh, to Christ. It's not it's not just giving an intellectual nod to Jesus, like oh okay, I believe he's the Son of God. It it is it is the one who is abiding in him, the one who is receiving their source of strength from from the vine. John 15, right from from the vine, the one who's been grafted into that vine and now receives. That strength from the vine, and that's Christ finding joy in that vine and satisfaction in in that vine. And so, the one who is abiding in Christ will be marked by obedience, right? And that abiding also marks them and distinguishes them from superficial professors. Now, who are we talking about? Superficial professors, people who pretend to be teachers in college. Professors of Christ. That's right. That's right. So, so what does that mean? Does that mean that they are in intentionally saying I, you know, intentionally knowing I don't really believe in Jesus, but I'm just going to tell everybody I do? What do we? What was? What is he? What do, or what do you think is in, in mind here? What's in mind here? Okay. Close. Deception. What's that? Self-deception. Okay. I think of Paul when he was in jail, and he had those uh, preaching behind him that had the wrong intent, but yet they were preaching the gospel, so he was all the more um, glad about it. Okay. Okay. Superficial professors. Okay. Right. We've been we've been hitting on it in there in the, the first John passage. Right? Those who claim to be Christian or some kind of church experience, but yet there is just no transformation. Regeneration, right? Those words these words we've been you've been using. No regeneration. There's no fruits of it, of, of that. And so, what distinguishes, uh, what distinguishes true believers or real believers, is that abiding in Christ, that that obedience, that that fruit, that is um, that is by the the believer, uh, in in regards to the the superficial believer. First John chapter two, verse nineteen. Will someone read that for me? Oh, go for it. All right. Everybody understand that? See here. Who's he talking about? Who's they? Who's they in that passage? The disciples that are away the people that are following Jesus. Who's they? <laughs> sort of. Who's they? The Jews. Mm-hmm. The Pharisees? No, they weren't. The disciples? No. The Pharisees? Yes, they did. Hmm? 
Superficial, superficial professors. professors. That's right. People who who claimed Christ, who claimed Christ, <laughs> who who claimed to know Jesus, but yet they did not persevere. And the fruit of the the lack of perseverance in their uh, in their life was proven in that the sense that they went out from them. And we see the, the apostle encouraging the church to realize to those who, who have deserted them, who have left, who you thought that were once believers and who have left, are no longer with them because they were never with you in the first place. That makes me think about how many people are probably on church rules that haven't been seen in the building in years. Yeah. So with with that statement, and I don't want to get pulled off too much, but we see the importance of of, of church membership right there. Because the church membership, as we've defined, is the people of God affirming that, yes, you're one of us. Here's the name tag. Come on in. Right? And if a person is unregenerate, you didn't get a name tag? Well, all the rest of us did. Lydia must have it. Um, so we see the importance of this. Look, look how many have have they they have been approved, and and yet, man, just deceived, deceived. Um, and and hear what he says. He says, but they went out that it might be complained that they were not all, or that they all are not of us. Now, if you turn to Matthew thirteen. Matthew 13 is the, uh, the passage of the, um, the parable of the sower. And in Matthew 13, 20 and 21, uh, Jesus gives the, the interpretation to the disciples. And, and, and this, is the, this is the group of people, in a sense, where the seed falls on the rocky soil. And what happens when the seed falls on rocky soil? What does it do? It comes up fast. And then what happens? It's gone. Why? And why is it gone? Because it had nothing to hold on to. It's like all these big monster trees that blew down when Hurricane Matthew came. When the storm came, no chance. No matter how big they were up top and how pretty they looked. Gone. And, and, and this, is what, this is what we mean. Perseverance is the one who is... Uh, um, is, there's a seed scattered on good soil, and the fruit of that is shown in their life. And, and then verses 20 and 21 here in Matthew 13 shows what that, as Jesus, uh, by such mercifully interprets that ver- this uh, this parable for us, and, uh, and and shows what it is. And and how many have we known? Unfortunately, it's so sad. I I can think of numerous people in my Christian experience, um, who have who have had this, who had had have had experiences like this, just you know, real big, come to Jesus kind of thing, crying, baptism, and now, I I couldn't tell you where they are, I couldn't tell you if they're faithfully committed to to a church. And, and there's numerous issues that, that go along with that. And this is why perseverance is, is so important and what it, 
what it shows. This is a this is a long race that we run. This is a long race that 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 we run. It's a it's a long narrow road that we run. But but we persevere because the Lord perseveres in us. It, it, perseverance is still not the work of man. We haven't gotten to that point yet. Good to be said. Yeah. Very good. Uh, so that's First John. There's Matthew. Uh, let's uh, turn to John 6. It's always danger when you're going to John 6. You know it's going to be weighty. Now, the, put in the context, you can, you can look it up there, John 6, 66 through 69. Um put it in context here in in John 6 Jesus uh, really made some pretty big statements there he is the bread of life um, and 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 basically really set himself up after after feeding them and says I'm not giving you any more food but I am the bread of life if you if you want to be satisfied then 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 come to me eat of me uh, and and people were very disappointed and upset and um, that Jesus wasn't just going to be their functional savior anymore, um, and and this is what this is kind of the the, the outcome of of that, um, and and in this I think you can see a lot of the uh, human emotion as well in Jesus in this after having throngs of people follow, and of course Jesus knows the hearts of these people, um, and and as they leave he I think he still feels sees the, the disappointment and the weight of so many people reject. The, the, the bread of life that's standing right in front of them and, and Jesus looks at his um, disciples there in verse 66 um, let me see here also I want to make sure I'm reading the right one yeah he says in verse 66 he says after after this many of his, many of his disciples many of his disciples those who wanted to know him right they turned back and they no longer walked with him they left Jesus they're saying this isn't the Jesus I want Jesus said to the twelve do you want to go away as well Simon Peter answered him Lord to whom shall we go you have the words of eternal life and we have believed and you have and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Why? It's very, it's very telling, isn't it? Very, very telling of, of, of. It's very telling of, of the story. Of course, the whole story in context, reading is nice and understand that what's really happened here. But, but why? Why are so many people now just turning away from from Jesus? Because they weren't chosen by God. What would, would, oh man, we want to dig it way down. Absolutely, there it is. And so the difference between the two, you're right on. And and here's, and, and what was the difference between them and Peter? He was chosen by God. That's right. And Peter knew the Peter knew who Jesus. So where else? Go right above that, he just told him, you know. Basically, to summarize it, the, the stuff you're doing is nothing. And he says, you know, unless it was granted by 
him by the Father, you're not going to come. That's right. That's right. There it is. Very good. Very good. And then they turn. That's right. That's right. Very good. Too hard. That's right. Hmm. But the confession of, of Peter, I love that. Where else can we go? Where else? Where else could I go? You have the words of, of eternal life, and so here's there's perseverance, right? The one who's been born of God, the one who's been born of God. All right, let's look at the next next one. Next line says that a special providence watches over their welfare. What do we mean by special providence? What do you mean by that? Something outside of us. Okay. Special meaning not normal. Not normal. Unique. Particular. Right? Right, special, different, unique, um, and so. When, when, but when we put it to the providence with a capital P, what do we mean by that? Providence, Providence, Rhode Island. Maybe where the name Providence, Rhode Island came from. What do we mean by that? Providence. What do we mean, providence? Okay. Who's who is in the special providence? Who's giving it? Okay, that's right. So when we say so when we say the word providence, we are we are meaning God's sovereign care. Right? And and so um, couple of times we've we've heard the word once again the elect right in providence goes right along with that with that word because we're talking about the sovereignty of God the special providence of God his special care over his his people his his elect his people his chosen right right so we can just kind of stop there for a moment and let's go back to the old testament just think with me in the Old Testament. Who was God giving special providence to in the Old Testament? Was it the Amorites? I had a whole other list, and he totally answered the question. I was going to say the Hittites. I was going to say the. I was going to say the Jebusites. I was going to say the Hittites. Right? No, it's the it's the Israelites. Why? Because God, in his special, particular, unique, chose. Why did he chose Israel? Because Israel was awesome. Like, we go to buy a car. We're like, I want the best car on the car lot. No, he chose out of his good providence, his special providence, because he wanted to. And so here's the same thing in, in perseverance, right? That, that God, in the elect, his chosen, his saints, he is giving perseverance to special care that he watches over us in, in all things no matter no matter what happens even the things that 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 come in our lives suffering pain persecution sickness 
whatever it may be, death, whatever it may be that, that, that seeks to derail us, we know that God in his special providence is watching over us, is watching over for our, over for our, our welfare and for our good. So our very first verse there is Romans 8.28. What is Romans 8.28? Please tell me somebody has it memorized. Work together for those who are called according to his purpose. Okay. Who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Very good. Right? That's right. So think about that. All right, we, we quote that verse and you know and, and stuff like that, but but look at the, the providential care in that. The the providential care in in that um in that uh, that verse here. Go to um Jeremiah 32. I don't want to skip this one. Man. Time goes by so fast on Wednesday nights. Hmm. So in, in to that very special people who are actually very wicked sinners. Jeremiah the prophet was sent to prophesy to to that people. And here in chapter 32 of, of that prophecy, he says this in verse 40 of God's particular care. And particularly in this prophecy, it's 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 um, pointing to the to the new covenant. The new covenant in which we now exist and the new covenant we see fulfilled in Christ. And look at verse 40. It says, I will make with them an everlasting covenant that I will not turn away from doing good to them. And I will put the fear of me in their hearts that they may not turn from me. Good summary of perseverance and good providential care. So assurance and care that God gives us perseverance and in Christ will not let us go. Love that. Look at the last one. And they are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. We have uh, what we call eternal security, right? We call eternal security, knowing that it's it's not us that keeps us attached necessarily to Christ, but it is God. It is God who is who is keeping us uh, attached. Let's go to Jude. 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 Nope. Not Job. Jude. He exists in the Bible too. Small little book. Verse 24. We've heard this. Now to him, God, who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. 
to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. This little snippet, a doxology, right? But look what it's saying there in that, that, that doxology. Who is the one who's keeping us from stumbling and being able to present us still blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy? Who is that? It's God. It's Christ. One thing that, that stumbling to me is not saying to keep you from a sin, but from falling from the faith. Yes. 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 From being that habitual. Yes. What's that song that we sang on Sunday that speaks of that? I remember. This past Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's not the one I'm thinking of. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Didn't sing that one. Mm-hmm. But the one we sang this Sunday. Come thy fount of every blessing. Sing thy praise. Right? What's that third? Or that's, is it the second verse? Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, Lord. Seal it for thy grace. Remember that line, bind me like a bind me like a fetter. You know, you know what a fetter is? Yeah. I've heard this definition a lot. You what? A fetter. Yeah. Shackles, right? Yeah, bind us to that, and this is what it is. This is what he will, he he will keep us. He will keep us, and and we can be, we can be sure of that. We can be assured of this. Right? Christ used the, the image of a stumbling stone to the Jews, you know, and then he, they were stumbling over them, and then. Let's tie back to him saying, stumbling there is falling. Yeah. Very much. Very intentional with the words. So going back to our definition that we have been taught. Once saved, always saved. What do we what do we think about that? Not totally false. Not totally false. It's I believe it's to totally it. true. It is. Okay. It's more to it. Yeah. Since you just didn't explain the whole. <laughs> Go for it, brothers. <laughs> yeah. It's just used in the wrong context sometimes. Okay. It's, it's, you, the, the way I've always heard that phrase is when someone just stops going to church. And people try to reassure themselves. Oh, well, once saved, always saved. So they're fine, even mm. if they're not living, even if they're not doing what they're supposed to. Even though once saved, always saved. No fruit. Right. Yeah. Like even even if they've never, you know, like you said, they haven't been to church. Oh, well, mm-hmm. they're they it's okay. Yeah. I and just add more to it. 
going to probably say that there's fruit, if it, you know, mm -hmm. but still, if you truly are saved, you're saved. As Jesus says, no one can take those who have God, who the Father has given to me, no one can take away. Yes. This, so. so what would be a better definition then? Truly <laughs> there you go. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, make it a little simple. What, what I say is, I say, if, if saved, then always saved. And there's something to be said there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It it is unfortunate, you know, that it that it is certainly was. I don't believe was the intention, but certainly is um, has been misinterpreted in, in a sense the way it's been the reason why it's been done that way is because we we live in a culture and such where and have been for so long um, even generations before us have preceded us um, that, that we just we, we feel like to offend someone is to uh, to um, uh, is, is so unloving that that would that's more of an offense than it is to actually tell them the truth. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. That's hard to hear. That's hard to hear. That's hard to hear. Um, but, yeah. What do you think about that, Bill? Losing your salvation, having mm. to be saved again, and how uh, how how that is so much to the credit of man. Yeah. Uh, if you're preaching uh, every Sunday, getting everybody lost again so you can get them saved again, yeah. then you get more people down the aisle, more people down at the altar, more people, uh, you know, uh, getting baptized again. Yeah. You know, crying yeah. their eyes out. So how is this how is this statement or this point here how is it encouraging to us as a church individuals part of the body how is it encouraging to us how does it help us does it make us judgmental shouldn't shouldn't <laughs> Does salvation come from again? God. There you go. Yeah. See, the encouragement of, of perseverance is is what? I said so. The the, the assurance of of perseverance of the saints is what, and you said comfort. comfort. Yeah. 
Yes. And that comfort and that hope is in the Lord who has not only saved us, but is also sustaining us. And that's the, one of the texts that we didn't read, Philippians 1.6, that he who began a good work in you will continue it to the day of what? Completion. ESV, sorry. <laughs> to the day of completion, which is the day of the Lord. Ah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and that's why when, I, I believe it's back in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, where, where Paul says, he says, I work harder than any of them, but, but then I know that it is Christ who has been working in me. That's all I can say. It's, because it's His grace. It's by His grace that has been working in me. Every good thing that I've done, it's because of what Christ has done, even though I know I'm working hard. And the perseverance absolutely is an everyday, step-by-step day of walking in obedience and walking in the light toward the Lord, but underneath it all is driven by God. And that He who began that work will continue it. He hasn't left you stagnant. He left us hanging. But it is, be assured, a long work. It is a long process. And it, and it absolutely kicks against the grain of the culture that says, I want everything now. It is a long work. It's a beautiful work. Amen. Questions, comments, anything else? The words you said? Yes, sir. Uh, persevere, abiding, assurance, security. So Kenny will get a good one next week. The law and the gospel. He's going to teach you all next week. I'll, be... I'll tell you, I've dealt with, you know, just from work, talking to co-workers and stuff that, that don't believe in that doctrine. Yeah. And it's sad. Yes. Because... They're telling you that they could lose their salvation at any moment. But fear. Yeah, and that's a, there's a fear in it. Yeah. And think certainly. About, think about all, all the practices of religion that, that are necessary for those that do not have a 